morning, Ty. Good morning. How we doing? All is well. All is well. Folks, welcome to podcast number one, Two Bros and a Cup of Joe, 7.30, Tuesday morning as promised. I appreciate tuning in and listening. Yes, sir. Welcome, everybody. We will uh, take care of this wonderful Two Bros and a Cup of Joe morning show. We'll try to hit it twice a week and continue forever. That's it. Sounds to me. Um, I'm Jordan Stampler, alongside co-host Tyler Stampler, two brothers uh, from South Florida, both uh, up in the Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee area now. So kind of making our way northwards and just a couple of sports fans, huh, Ty? Yeah, that's us. Both uh, both played uh, ball, many different types of ball throughout our young childhood and uh took it to college with us and still sports is a big part of us more more so more so you than me but it's still a big part of us i'm a big watcher you're more of a a coacher i guess you could say yeah um yeah we'll tie with the opportunity to play football at new mexico state just to give some of our our listeners some of our background um the opportunity to play football at new mexico state and um hold some records there um as a place kicker at New Mexico State and I played played baseball down at USC Upstate in Spartanburg, South Carolina and um, I hold one record the most hit by pitches in a single season so um, they can't get rid of me in the record books down there and I and uh, now I coach up in a small school just outside of Charlotte and Pfeiffer University and uh, you know Ty and Ty working just outside of uh, uh, Bristol where he lives in Tennessee Go ahead. Yes, sir. I'm uh, working here in actually Kingsport, Tennessee, about 35 miles um, southwest of Bristol in between the tri. It's here in the Tri-Cities, Johnson City, Bristol, and Kingsport, most famous for the Bristol Motor Speedway NASCAR season. And just a matter of fact, it's uh, race weekend here this weekend. So the town of 50,000 people quickly turns into 150 in the blink of an eye starting today so it gets pretty chaotic here for the next uh couple days we kick off our show with that then ty huh um really cool time of the year um this this time of the year every year is one of the most exciting times um you know ncaa basketball just finishing up uh you got um nba coming down to the wire uh last last week here in the regular season playoffs about to start NHL playoff picture set. I believe they start Thursday. Um, what else? What else do we got? The Masters just finished up. Jordan uh, Patrick Reed um, takes the takes the green jacket this year. That was a really cool weekend um, to see Tiger back and Rory battling again. Jordan Spieth had an unbelievable Sunday. Uh, so just a really cool time of year. And then you throw in things. You know, we had um, we had uh, WWE. We had WrestleMania. WrestleMania was this last Sunday. I don't even know who won, but yeah, that was WrestleMania. And then obviously you have uh, your NASCAR season coming to one of the biggest tracks, the biggest uh, tracks in NASCAR, the, the little small oval that bumping and bumping and racing. So really, really cool time of the year. And then nothing we mentioned there, um, the baseball uh, season just kicking off. Ty Mets win again last night. Your team 
Um, that's win again. That's, that's, I believe, six or seven straight. Six they swept in a row. The national, six in a row. Swept the Nationals over the weekend. I don't know what the deal is. For the, through the first seven games, Mets pitchers had 82 strikeouts, Jordan. That's an MLB record. An MLB record that'll probably be broken again at some point in the next six games because that's, all that's major fine. leaguers do at this point is either try and strike out and hit the long ball. It's it's the Mets, though. Yeah, and they do have a good pitching staff. And I've watched Harvey throw two starts this year already. And I like I said um, earlier when we talked, like I think he's their swingman. He's got to... He's got to be around that 15-win threshold for them to have a shot at beating the Nationals in the NLEs. See, what's crazy to me is Syndergaard pitched last night against the Marlins, which I, I could probably pitch against the Marlins and do just fine. But Syndergaard pitches last night. He only throws six innings, gives up four, uh, gives up two runs. The Mets win. Their bullpen comes in and shuts them down. So, I, I mean, just the other night on Sunday night against the Nationals, Seth Lugo comes in in the sixth inning and throws three scoreless. Beat him. Beat the Nationals. Bryce Harper comes to the plate. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's I'm, really I don't know. Today. I don't think they could sustain it for the entire year. I know that's what we've talked about before, but it's a nice storyline to begin the year. Um, that's for sure. I'm, I'm you know, happy. I, Can't complain. I think you look at the Nationals lineup and you look at the Nationals rotation. Um you know, they should be able to win their 90 games and, and win the NL East again. Uh, but we'll see. It's a we long will season. See. Let's, flip to the, let's flip to the other coast there with uh, the Angels and a, and a guy from the, the far, far west, uh, I guess you could say, or the far east, whichever whichever way you want to look at it, uh, Otani. Yeah. The, the, it's, it's incredible. What, what's going on there? Yeah, Sheha Otani. um you know, I think they're they're seeing what they paid for, and the Angels dropped top dollar on an international prospect in Shea Otani, and he's done exactly what they think. You know, he, he's capable of doing. Um, some some writers are calling him, you know, modern day Babe Ruth and stuff. I mean, it's impressive. Uh, I saw a stat the other day that said he had more strikeouts than Scherzer, which probably isn't sure uh, true after Scherzer shoved last night. But he had more strikeouts than Scherzer, Scherzer and more bombs than Judge. Um, so it's kind of a cool a cool stat to look at, you know, this early in the season. And, and you know, I, I, uh, I anticipate that Major League teams will figure him out um, on the mound a little bit and they'll be able to hit him. Um, and I think they're going to find a way to pitch him a little bit better than they have been. Um, but bottom line is the guy's unbelievable. And, you know, I think he makes the Angels a legitimate um, contender out there. Um, you know, you add him, add him to a lineup that, that already has, you know, the machine, the timeless machine in Albert Pujols. Um, uh, you know, they add, they got Mike Trout, obviously the best player in baseball. They add Justin Upton to their outfield. Um, Anderson Simmons coming off one of his best years swinging it. He's going to glove it, you know, better than anybody in the game. So um, Garrett Richards, obviously, you know, one of the best pitchers in baseball. And he's extremely young. Um, he's going to pop off this year. So they got a shot in the AL West. Um, and I think Shea Otani kind of brings that unbelievable publicity to their team as well as a pool of talent. The six-man rotation, though, is that going to hurt them in the long run? I mean, you have guys like Derek Holland that he was a stud in Texas. He's going to pitch one every seven games now, in theory. Yeah, I think, I mean, Derek Holland was really good a few years ago. Um, and that's kind of the I know. that's the thing that we remember about him, which is fine. Um, but I, you know, I think it's an interesting 
an interesting uh, dynamic that their team will have. I don't think it will hurt them. I, I, I don't think in any way, shape, or form it will hurt them. Um, I think, you know, they're going to be on a throwing program that just gets them consistently ready every six days instead of five. Um, so I, I don't think um, having a one-man more rotation will hurt them. Okay. I'm t- you talked about sustainability with the Mets and not being able to sustain it, sustain it in the NL East, which is obviously a much better division of baseball this year. Will Otani be able to sustain both hitting and pitching throughout the course of the season and let's not even look at the course of the season let's see the let's say the next month which he may only start two times in the next month will he be able to even sustain that playing the field say twice a week and pitching once a week i I don't think his body will have a problem um, doing both you know he's he's done this before um, in japan and he knows how to get himself ready if he's going to be on the mound or going to be in the dh and i'm sure uh, Mike Sosha has him doing the appropriate things, working with the coaching staff there and the uh, trainers and people involved to get him ready. Um, so as far as him being healthy and being able to do it on, at the major league level, like, I think that's what they were getting. So, yes, I think he's going to get that done. He's going to be a freak on the mound. I mean, we see his fastball up to 100 miles an hour. His splitter is one of the best split fingers in the game. Um, and, and he's got some other pitches that look like wiffle balls up there. Um, you know, I, I think. I think that pitchers will be able to figure him out offensively and he's going to have a tougher time adjusting to the offensive game in the major leagues. But he's got dominant, dominant stuff similar to what we saw in Yu Darvish when, when he first came, um, Kente Maeda. And, and, you know, there's been a, a few really, really good pitchers come from um, come internationally into the league and, and be really good. And I think he's going to be the next one, you know, who is a bona fide all-star um you speak about you darvish yeah you darvish was nasty at first uh there's games now he just gets absolutely wrecked he can't find the strike zone he just is another pitcher another starter now so is that gonna happen eventually and that's my whole thing like sustainability i mean people rip the crap out of you darvish now yeah every now and then he's still a still a number one starter i'm not gonna say he's not i mean but, but, but. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, you know, they're, they're, they're human beings. Like, they're not going to have perfect starts every time they go out. And, I, you know, I don't put him in the Scherzer or Kershaw category. Um, keep in mind, like, Scherzer got hit his second outing of the year. He got hit around a little bit, too. So, you know, even the best of the best are, are going to get hit around from time to time. Um, but you, Darvish, is in that – you know, if you want to call it second category, I mean, he's right there um, at the top mm-hmm. of the best pitchers in the game. And and just because it gets it around a little bit, you know, every now and then doesn't mean he's not worth, you know, the type of contract that the Cubs paid him. Because I said it about um, David Price a few years ago. I said it about Chris Saley uh, last year. I said it about you, Darvish, this summer. I said it about Scherzer when he left Detroit. Those guys are worth anything they want to get paid at that level because they are legitimately – giving your team a chance to win every single night they go out there. And and when you have that type of arm on your staff, that's why they pay Kurt and Clay, uh, Clayton Kershaw. And we'll see. You know, we'll see. He's a, he's a Texas boy, and I think his contract's up um, this fall. It'll be really interesting to see what the Dodgers do to keep him around because those guys are so valuable on a baseball team. When you 
know that you're going to have a shot to win, especially with sustainable arms like those guys who can throw and throw and throw. You're going to have a shot to win 30 games, 30 starts that year. You know, they're worth they're worth the unlimited amount of money that the, some of these teams have. I agree on that. I agree on that. And, I mean, I just think it's uh, <clears throat> a little crazy to me that this Otani guy is not only pitching and he's going to start, let's just say, 20 times. But he's also going to hit the ball, and he's hitting the ball well. That's that's what's crazy to me. And that's what we're I think I lost you. Ty. I'm here. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, we started getting into the Masters and kind of got cut off there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Patrick Reed, I don't know if uh, anybody knows this. I don't even know if you know this, Jordan, but I found out that he's not a very likable guy. doesn't have many friends on the PGA Tour. He's had some issues with his parents over the years. Matter of fact, the man's had five wins in his career. A couple years back, he I'm not sure what the tournament was. His parents showed up to surprise him. He's winning going into the 18th hole. His parents are out there on the 18th hole, and his wife um, grabs the police and tells him to kick his parents out. Kicked his parents out. His parents didn't get to see him win his one of his tournaments. Just, just a hard story there. But I can say this. The man does putt well. Yeah, um, didn't know any of that stuff about his his relationships, um, but seems like a, a well-spoken guy. You know, I listen to him talk um, and a sit down after the Masters, and seems like a well-spoken guy and pretty humbled. Um, you know, at the opportunity to win the Masters, which is neat. But um, yeah, I mean, he he played really good golf all weekend, putting. I think he drove the ball just as well as anybody. Um, his short iron, long iron game was good. Um, but yeah, he rolled it really, really nice. And, you know, he took down some of the best players in the world. Um, Spieth came on, and, and he held him off, obviously. And um, Rory McIlroy had a, had a really nice Sunday as well to put himself back in contention. But, you know, a lot of the talk was that Reed wouldn't be able to hold on, especially with how well he played. I think it was on Friday. Um, he wouldn't be able to hold that into the weekend, and he, and he did. Well, he figured it out, and that's battling against Spieth, who uh, nearly broke the course record, tied it, as a matter of fact, and that's a poor bogey on 18 for Spieth to, to not break it. I mean, if he does make that putt, he still doesn't win, but it certainly would have put more pressure on Reed. And that's not saying Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler, yeah. Fowler birdied four on the back, and yeah. – Literally, all it was needed was a missed putt on 18, and there would have been a playoff. Master yeah. Sunday, that's what it does for you. No, it was a – it was a, I mean, you had other players. Tommy Fleetwood was in that – in the mix there for a while. Um, you know, there was some – there was some really cool golf uh, on Sunday, and I thought it was – it was a fun day um, to it see it all happen. It was definitely one of the – a typical Master Sunday and definitely one of the best just with Jordan Spieth out there, obviously uh, – Another new winner, another new major winner, I guess you could say. I think that's four out of the last five majors where you win your first major at the Masters. And winning the green jacket's not easy. It doesn't matter who's playing. It doesn't matter when it is. It does not matter. It's not easy. Side note, I think every um, major champ, like current major champion holder is an American right now. 
Um, we'll fact That's check that, right. but I'm pretty sure that every major holder champion right now is an American, and I want to say they're under the age of 29, which is unbelievable. So I would not 100%. I would not doubt the uh, under 29, considering all American golfers right now. Obviously, if you're Tiger Woods, you're Phil Mickelson still, but your top golfers on the American side right now are your Spieths, your Fowlers, your I mean, you know who they are. Patrick Reed, I think he is 29, yep. as a matter of fact, or 28. So it's that's that's crazy. It's flipping things up a little bit. NBA, as you mentioned earlier, is winding down. Uh, the Pelicans clinched playoff berth last night, beating the Clippers, which isn't saying much, but the Pelicans are in the playoffs, and that's without DeMarcus Cousins. Surprising. They get, it, they get a guy like DeMarcus Cousins. They don't make the playoffs last year. The team can't figure each other out. He gets hurt this year, and they're in the playoffs. Wow. Weird. Yeah. Um, I think it was – I saw that happen. And, uh, I, you know, I was hoping that they would clinch just because I think Anthony Davis is is the MVP in the NBA. And you call it what it may. There is nobody else on that guy's team that would give them a shot to be in the playoffs if it wasn't for him. And I know, you know, everybody's going to say LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, like – I get it. What those guys are doing is special too. But this guy, this guy has flown under the spotlight for years in the NBA now, and deserves so much more recognition than he gets for playing for you know a franchise like the Pelicans. Um, he just deserves so much more than that, and I feel like he doesn't really get the attention. He's unbelievable. I, I totally agree. The man's averaging just under twenty nine points a game. He's got. Just over 11 rebounds a game. He aver- he's averaging a double-double this year. Second in the NBA in scoring. I mean, it's literally incredible. They're, they're, N- Nikola Miritich is on their starting five. Drew yeah. Holiday yeah. is a starter. Rajon yeah. Rondo yeah. is a starter. Rajon Rondo was good five years ago. And there's, he's no, playing- it's, it's, it's no disrespect to those guys. You know, They're good NBA basketball players. But you're talking about them having to go up a team you know, in, in, in the Thunder um, where they have three perennial All-Stars or the Rockets, who have two of the best guards maybe to ever play the game, or obviously we know you know what the Warriors got. And those are the teams that Anthony Davis has been battling with with players like you just mentioned. Exactly. Nikola Mirotic, who, yeah, the man could shoot the three ball, but he can't do anything else besides that. He can't even rebound, and he's seven feet tall. <laughs> Throw me in there. I could probably grab a rebound. Nikola Mirotic ends some game with zero. Yeah, well, you're, Zero. you're a pretty fierce rebounder, Ty. We know yeah, that. Yeah, I can rebound with the best. Yeah. But um, I think that's well, just, uh, impressive to me that they finally clinched a playoff spot without DeMarcus Cousins, who last year I'm pretty sure averaged 25 and 13. So when you lose a guy like that and clinch, something's wrong with the dynamic there. DeMarcus Cousins is a free agent, and I do not think he will be in a Pelicans uniform next year. Yeah, I'll tell you what I'd like to see, man, because I think I think Cousins is a is a stud player. I just didn't I never knew if it would work with Anthony Davis. Um Damian Lillard, LeBron James, and Demarcus Cousins go to LA and, and take on the West. That would be an unbelievable uh three headed monster. I could tell you what won't be happening if there was any talk of LeBron James going down to Miami to reunite with Dwayne Wade again now that Dwayne Wade is back and Chris Paul coming to Miami. There is no more chance simply and solely on the fact of Pat Riley releasing the book that mentioned LeBron James wanting Spolstra out in 2011. So there goes that chance. 
That is unbelievable. Um, we all we we know, you know how much power LeBron James has, and you know rightfully so, man. He's in his fifteenth season, maybe playing the best basketball, um, not just of his career, but of any NBA career, maybe ever, putting on a, an absolute show this year. And that's why, you know, he he probably will end up winning the MVP. And I don't know, I don't know if Anthony Davis deserves it or if James Harden should be in that mix or Russ Westbrook, who I think needs seventeen boards in his last game to average another triple double. Um, you know, he's a freak. LeBron James is a freak. And he, he's taken a team, you know, that, you know, is, is in my opinion, the best team in the East, whether they get the two, three seed, whatever it is. Um, or the four. Who, who is complete and utter garbage without him. You know, we saw we saw when he left Miami, they go to, you know, a lottery pick type team, um, even with a Kyrie Irving on there. And and then he comes back and they, you know, go to two out of three finals and, and, and win one of – or three out of three finals and win one of them. Um, it's unbelievable. And I expect him to be back in the finals again this year. And that's why he is the best player of all time, in my opinion. But, um, you know, I think we're talking about stuff that, that most people are, are going to gonna already hear um, elsewhere. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's – it's crazy LeBron James is still powering like he is, but like you just said, I mean, without him, you're looking at another Pelicans, honestly. And they I mean, they have guys like Seti Osman. Well, we've certainly had enough te- technical difficulties. Um Hopefully everything comes out okay here for our first one. We'll probably finish it up here. Yeah. Day and hit hit it up again on either Thursday Thursday later this week and um hopefully everything comes out okay and we can get this rolling better for you in our second, third, fourth and then infinite episodes. Uh it sounds like a plan. I think we had uh really, really cool, interesting um storylines today and hopefully we can continue to uh to grow this podcast and get viewership. Um from or listenership, I should say, from uh, from all across. We appreciate uh, our sponsors today, Ty. Do we have sponsors today? Yeah, sponsors today is Stampler Auctions. Stampler Auctions. Uh, we appreciate your help and, and trying and uh, supporting our podcast. Um, Stampler Auctions. Thank you, Stampler Auctions. Thank you. If you uh, want to be a sponsor on the Two Bros and a Cup of Joe show? Just. Uh, find us on facebook we will have a facebook page up and running that uh documents all of our podcasts there as well as our podcast can be found thank you to anchor for hosting thank you to apple itunes podcast for hosting as well so find us there on pretty simple logo it's just a bunch of sports balls uh can't hard to miss two bros and a cup of joe follow us individually um at the real j stamp on most every social media um ty at t stampler Almost everything as well. Uh, last hot take to send you guys away with. Brock Lesnar re-signs with WWE and his UFC future remains unclear. Thanks for tuning in. Two bros and a cup of joe. Uh, we'll see you back on Thursday morning. Thanks, Ty. See you later.